0: All the latest business news from WA, delivered daily. At Close of Business, news briefing.
1: Good afternoon and welcome to the At Close of Business podcast. I'm Isabel Vieira with your Tuesday afternoon headlines. Murdoch University has outlined a plan to build a health-related mixed-use development on vacant land neighbouring Hesperia's latest project near the Murdoch Hospital precinct. Business news can reveal the university has detailed its proposed vision to build a medium to high-rise mixed-use development on land it bought from the state government in a recently released tender document. It would be the latest development within the state government's Murdoch Health and Knowledge precinct, headlined by the Murdoch Square project being delivered by Hesperia and built by Multiplex. Murdoch University is seeking expressions of interest from developers to deliver a mixed-use development on freehold land owned by the university on Lot 119 bound by Barry Marshall Parade. The proposed indicative floor space of up to 30,000 square metres would house Murdoch University as a major education-related tenant alongside a variety of health-related tenants. Murdoch would occupy a minimum of 2,000 square metres... ...to accommodate its Gateway Innovation Centre... ...that would centrally locate its innovation and entrepreneurial activities. It expects the hub to become a link... ...between the Fiona Stanley and St John of God Hospital Precinct... ...and its main South Street campus. Possible facilities could include function and meeting rooms... ...lecture areas, immersive innovation and entrepreneurial laboratories... ...technology spaces, experimentation areas lounge areas, shared information areas, communal technology and a cafe. For the full story, visit the Business News website. In other news, State Treasurer Rita Safiotti says the government does not plan to eliminate the foreign buyer surcharge, despite repeated calls from the property industry to do so. Speaking at a Property Council of Australia WA division event this morning, Ms Safiotti was questioned about the tax which has been in place since 2019. Property Council WA Executive Director Sandra Brewer said the surcharge, which imposes an additional 7% duty on the value of property transactions, was affecting developers' ability to get apartment projects off the ground. Ms Brewer pressed the Treasurer and Deputy Premier on whether the government would consider scrapping the surcharge in light of the chronic undersupply of homes across the state. The Treasurer pointed to her recent announcement of extending stamp duty concessions for apartment buyers to include developments under construction, which improved affordability. For the full story, visit businessnews.com.au. And lastly, Perth Glory Football Club has been bought by a consortium led by Victorian property developer Robert Bridge. It comes after the Australian Professional League's appointed receivers to manage the transition of Perth Glory's licence to new owners. The new owner is the chairman of Primeland Group, which is a Melbourne-based property group that focuses on residential and commercial developments. In a statement, Robert Bridge said it was an honour to be the third leadership group of the club in 27 years. Perth Glory was placed into receivership in July, ending previous owner and mining entrepreneur Tony Sage's 15 year ownership tenure. That's all from me. Up next on the podcast, I speak to Tom Zonmeyer about his experience renting amid the broom rental crisis. Stay on top of the latest news stories that are impacting your business, industry, or sector. The New Look Business News app gives subscribers breaking news alerts, access to editions, articles by category, as well as our advanced data and insight search function to find projects, people and companies. It's your mobile portal to the latest intelligence on commerce, politics, and industry wherever you are. Stay informed at critical times and download today. Visit businessnews.com.au forward slash app. Download on the App Store. Or get it on Google Play now. Welcome back to the At Close of Business podcast. I'm Isabel Vieira and today I'm joined by Tom Zonmeyer. Tom, how are you going? Pretty well. Yourself? Yeah, good, thanks. So Tom, in the October 2nd edition of the Business News magazine, you wrote an opinion piece about your experience... Um, in Broome, trying to find a house during a uh, housing crisis, um, yeah. Run us through what that was like in your experience.
0: Ah, oh, look, yeah. I mean, in a nutshell, it was a bit how you going. Um, so obviously, Broome is the kind of place where everyone wants to move to, and I was certainly very keen to go back to the north to take up a job um, editing the Northern Papers, which is something I'd wanted to do for a long time. So, dream job, pretty, you know, not amazing pay, but a good enough pay, you would think, to be able to afford a decent rental, or secure rental at least, um, but uh, not to be. Um, so, got there in probably, I think it was maybe two or three days prior to actually making the move, I'd managed to secure a rental. Um. That one lasted for a few months, uh, three hundred dollars a week for a little shoebox, which you know, better than nothing, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it is a big concern, I guess, in a lot of regional towns, is um, homes, rental homes, being turned into Airbnbs, and that was certainly the case with the first one. So essentially, we were given thirty days. To move to vacate so the house could be quote unquote renovated. Um, Lo and behold, we saw it on the Airbnb market (laughs) a few weeks later, so I guess we had our suspicions about that one anyway. Um, So at that point in time, I was, yeah, pretty, pretty, well, pretty facing, I guess, the reality of having to live out of a car like a lot of people in Broome were and still are at the time, I guess, all over regional WA, because just couldn't find anywhere, despite being on a good wage and a stable job. Just couldn't find anywhere to live. (laughs) Um, Had a reprieve about two days out uh, from actually having to live in the car. I'd already set everything up, ready to go, and found a place, but that didn't last long. So went into a third place, which um, I was very fond of. It had a lot of frogs. A lot
1: of frogs? What do you mean by that?
0: Uh, Well, the north is... I guess in the tropical areas, is pretty well known. If you go into your house, you're probably going to find green tree frogs everywhere. Oh, wow. Uh, in your toilet, in your bath, in your sinks, just all over the place. Uh, but this one, because it was in a semi-rural, just behind Cable Beach estate, um, there were frogs Everywhere. You'd be having a shower and there'd be frogs staring at you. There'd be like probably 10, 15 frogs just sitting on the top of the door watching you go in and out. Oh, You'd geez. just wake up and there'd be frogs sitting next to you on the bed. It was it was wholesome.
1: Yeah. I, uh, well, at least they are, you know, friendly creatures as far as they can be. Yeah,
0: there quite. You go. And
1: so that third place, <laughs> did that work out for a while? Did you finally get to settle? Or it was, you know, what happened after that?
0: Uh, we, we went in knowing that, that one was slated for demolition which probably gives you an idea of just the state of the property was in. (laughs) It wasn't great, Um, but, yeah, we may do. There was no reception out there at the moment, which makes it very hard to be a journalist. Um, (laughs) So that one lasted a few months um, before we had to move out of that one and we did end up in a very nice place, a penthouse suite up the top of an apartment in Broome, which was just brilliant and very lucky to be able to get that, but uh, couldn't really save any money there.
1: <laughs> mm, yeah, it seems a bit of the way. And, you know, you mentioned in your op-ed that even people earning, you know, in the higher end of the tax bracket, um, even they're struggling to find homes. You know, there's people that, you know, wouldn't ordinarily think they would be affected by the regional housing crisis, but, you know, here we all are. Um yeah. And, you know, since then, has there been any developments or funding to kind of address the issue in Broome that you're aware of?
0: Uh, not a huge amount. I mean, there's no extra house, like not really many extra houses, um, so to speak, apart from you know ones that have been gone through all the COVID-era grants, which are you know built to live in, not built to rent. Mm-hmm. Um, there has been, so the state government... A few weeks ago, uh, announced a few million dollars to go into Headworks, which is doing all your sewerage and in underground infrastructure to get something ready for development. Um, that's really been their main, well, probably one of their main policies in trying to boost housing stock in regional WA is to fund Headworks instead of actual project development, which is what the former government was doing. Labor was very critical of that, especially in the Pilbara, saying you know it cost a lot of money. It came on too late and they were both very fair points um, at the time that some of those developments in the Pilbara came on, which did receive substantial government funding. Yeah, it was at the end of the boom, so they were struggled to be filled, but they are definitely full now. Um, and so those headworks, while they're a good start, the big issue, particularly in northern WA, is actually getting developers to come in and build something. There's a a lot of hesitance um, in the private sector among developers to build up there because of things like insurance premiums, because of the cost of building, um which because of the remoteness of the area and uh, because of hesitancy from banks to fund projects as well. So there's a lot of issues there that funding Headworks doesn't address. So while they have put head money into Headworks for this place in Broome, which is hopefully going to bring a few extra hundred units onto the market, um, someone still has to fund the actual development
1: There you go. So it seems like it's all, you know, a fair few years off. And in the meantime, um, you know, everyday people are still struggling. So hopefully things start to ease. But, um, yeah, thank you so much, Tom, for for sharing your insight and your experience. It's definitely an interesting read. And readers can check it out in the October 2nd edition of Business News or on the website at businessnews.com.au. Tom, thanks for joining me.
0: Thank you. The latest business news delivered daily. Subscribe and rate the show wherever you listen to your podcasts. For all the latest business news, visit businessnews.com.au.